On today's Locked on Jayhawks, preview of KU versus UCF in Lawrence, Kansas this Saturday at 3 o'clock. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can also find us on our YouTube page where you can like and subscribe to the show. And on today's edition of the show, we're previewing KU versus UCF from the Jayhawks' point of view here. Before we get into any of that, we are brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. So uh, we did our late night in the fog preview on yesterday's episode. Uh, that is obviously happening tonight on Friday. With this releasing today um so if you want to check that out for what's going on check that out on our past episode uh this will be for tomorrow with our KU UCF preview this is the first meeting between Kansas and the Knights uh one thing UCF gets really mad if you call them Central Florida or if you call them the Golden Knights so uh I don't know do with that what you will if you want to get under their skin I guess that's an easy way to do it um if you want to be respectful then don't do those things I just think it's funny I think it's silly like Imagine if, if if a KU fan, if somebody said, called them Kansas and they got mad, or if somebody called them KU and they got mad because they wanted to be called Kansas. I, I just it's so silly. Anyway, uh, the top storylines in this game, both these teams are looking to bounce back. UCF is coming off of back-to-back losses. They fell to Kansas State, and then they lost a crazy comeback by the Bears of Baylor last week. KU obviously losing for the first time this year, uh, getting kind of I don't know beaten up against Texas 40-14. to and it's also a battle of teams with questions about who's going to be the guy at quarterback. Now, at time of recording, seems like the estimation is that John Rice Plumley is going to return to action for UCF against Kansas. And it seems like Jason Bean is going to be the starter for Kansas against UCF. Now, hypothetically for UCF, if it were Timmy McLean, um, you look at the stats, McLean did have one game where he had like 50 rushing yards, but for the most part, McLean has been maybe more known to be a passer so far this season. Um, whereas Plumley has been maybe more known to be a runner and both guys can do both. Like McLean can still run the football. Uh, Plumley can still pass the football, but maybe a little bit more of a strength to one side. And that would probably not be great for KU because when you're looking at John Rice Plumley, they have really struggled with rushing quarterbacks. Even against non-rushing quarterbacks, they have given up some big gains. You go back to the Missouri State game, there are a couple huge rushing plays by the quarterback. You go to the Illinois game, there was what, the like 60, 70-yard rushing touchdown by Luke Altmeyer, who is a solid runner, but that's not really his forte overall, and, and he was able to run really well against you. Quinn Ewers had a 30-yard touchdown to the house without being uh, touched, and he's not really known as a runner last week. So, you know, if this is something that has been a problem for KU. Go back to last year, too. Like, A.J. Jefferson had over 100 yards rushing against Kansas. You had some other games. Dylan Gabriel had, like, 40 yards rushing, where, where other dual-threat quarterbacks were able to run all over you. That is a scare in this game, and I feel like John Rice Plumley is going to have a big game on the ground should he be the starting quarterback here. Now, for Kansas, 
I, I'm just assuming no Jalen Daniels, and there is that drop-off. Jason Bean can be a competent enough quarterback for you to win a game like this, but the margin for error becomes a lot more difficult that everybody else on the team has to pick up for it. And in a coin flip game, the difference of Jalen Daniels to Jason Bean, that could be enough to sway the game in the Knights' direction. So it's a battle of teams with questions at, at quarterback because of some injuries that have kind of gone down there. And it seems like it's going to kind of be favoring UCF in terms of who comes out on top with the quarterback conversation here. Um, and, and, you know, who knows? Maybe Jalen will be out the next couple of weeks. Maybe they'll use the bye week to try to get him fully healthy. But um, in this game specifically, you probably give that edge to UCF at the quarterback position. Uh, fan attend attendance from KU will be a, uh, a storyline in this one, too. Seems like it's trending toward being a sellout. And, you know, unlike the BYU game where it was a sellout, but you also had a big BYU attendance in the crowd that, that helped sell you out. It, it's a little tougher for UCF fans to travel to Kansas for this one. And, um, you know, because of that, I would imagine if this one is a sellout, which I think it's going to be, that it's going to be more of a true home field advantage for KU in the sellout. So that'll be one positive for KU in this game. Now, as far as the UCF scouting report, they come in at three and two on the season. You lose to Kansas State in which Kansas State ran all over you. Kansas State had so much success running the football against you. Last week was uh, a weird game. You're up big 35-7 to on Baylor. You end up losing and it, you had an opportunity almost late to try to get a game when you field goal, but you kind of fumbled the bag at the end, uh, not literally speaking. But, um, yeah, things did uh, not go well for UCF in that one. So they're coming off chomping off the bit. Obviously, Kansas is as well. Offensively, this is one of the best offenses in the conference. I think they're ranked 19th in the country in uh, offense right now. They're, they're first in the Big 12 in total yards per game. They're averaging over 37, nearly 38 points per game, which is one of the top marks in the conference and top 25 in the country. Um, this is a really explosive offense, and it hasn't mattered who's a quarterback. They've they've been a really good offense either way. But with Plumlee, you do add that, that extra element that he might be the fastest player on the team, right? Uh, same with like Jason Bean for Kansas, except with Plumlee, you know, with being, I don't know, sometimes he uses that speed to try to go horizontally as opposed to vertically, and, and sometimes he tries to avoid maybe hits. With Plumlee, you might not have that as much. So uh, he is a really good runner of the football. They have a couple stud receivers on the outside who are transfers from uh, really good Power 5 schools that are putting up insane numbers in terms of like the yards per catch so explosive on the outside and they've got a really good running back duo in the big 12 i mean when you're talking the best running back duos in the big 12 there's some other good running backs who maybe you don't think of them as a duo because maybe the backup isn't like cj donaldson at west is great I, I i don't know as much about like the backup running back but like kansas has one of the great running back duos in the conference with Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw. UCF has one of those two. Both of their running backs are really, really good um, and explosive, and that's kind of the theme of this offense. They're going to run fast, and we saw KU struggle a lot last season when they went against high-tempo offenses, and that's what you're going to be going against with UCF that has playmakers, that has skill talent all over the field. As far as the offensive line, they struggle a little bit more on the interior guard positions. The tackles have been good. The center's been good so far this season, according to Pro Football Focus numbers. And uh, then to the defense side of the ball, they're an athletic defense. Um, they have a solid front four. Uh, Morris Brash is a beast as a defensive end. They've got two really good corners on the outside. But overall, the sum of the parts hasn't totally worked out for UCF to this point. The defense has struggled. You look at a lot of the numbers, they're in the 60s, 70 range in, in the country, whether it's you know your EPA per play or success rate or yards allowed per game, right? And, and you mentioned the Kansas State game where 
Uh, DJ Giddens had, you know, almost like 300 yards rushing against UCF. So this is a UCF defense that has some talent, has some interesting players, and could be opportunistic. But honestly, it's a little like looking in the mirror in this game. UCF and Kansas do it very differently. Kansas is a slower tempo team. UCF is a faster tempo team. UCF is all about speed. Kansas will run a lot of motion and, and do a lot of unique things on offense. So from that standpoint, how they get it done is very different. But both teams run the football extremely well. Both teams have a good stable of running backs. Both teams have quarterbacks who can run the football. And both teams have defenses that are not great defenses, but I wouldn't classify either defense as being a bad defense either. That Both defenses are probably middle of the pack in terms of the country and are opportunistic that at least have some interesting players that can at times throughout the game make big plays for you to try to win the game or go over the edge or be opportunistic in that way. And so that standpoint, it is a very similar game. But for KU without Jalen Daniels possibly and having Jason Bean starting, does that give the edge to UCF? Well, certainly some of the, the numbers and the uh, betting numbers have started to sway over to the Knights way. Uh, we're going to continue on with our uh, matchups of the game that we're interested in. Team matchups, player matchups, our Hawks to stick out and soar in this one. First, this episode of the show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, which is why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And it's super easy to post a job. It's super easy for people to see the job posting because you not the LinkedIn app or you're online on LinkedIn scrolling through, you can easily see it. And everybody already has their like resumes and stuff preloaded on the LinkedIn for the most part. So it's going to be easier to apply. If it's easy to apply, that means you're probably going to get more applicants, which means you're going to get more good applicants for the job. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You want to finish the year strong. Small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Our matchups of the game for KU versus UCF. Uh, first down, KU's run defense against UCF's stud running backs. And I guess you could throw in here just, uh, you know, tackling because that's a big part of run defense. And that was something that struggled last week for KU. They've kind of alternated between good and bad tackling games so far this season. Maybe that means they'll alternate to a good one this week. Uh, UCF is 46th on pro football focus in run block rate offensively. So they've been fine at it at run blocking. It's, it's more about the skill players themselves. Um, but they've clearly not been bad at run blocking. They've been fine at it. Um, but they run the read option, a lot of explosive players with the football. The backs are really good. They rank top 15 in the country in rush yards EPA per play, so expected points added per running play. They also rank in the top 15 in success rate on running the football. And so Kansas has to be there. You just gave up over 300 rushing yards to Texas last week. Prior to that, the run defense had been good enough for what this Kansas team is looking to do. So uh, we go back to the stat. Lance Leipold's uh, in his time at KU. KU is 10-0 when they give up 4.5 yards per carry or less. They are now 2-18 when they give up more than that. Have to be able to stop the run. And obviously the tackling numbers. KU missed over 20 tackles against Texas last week. Kansas is now just 86th in the country in tackling grade on pro football focus. Now that just goes uh, not just to the running game, but, you know, stopping guys for yard after catch. 
that is a worry in this game against a UCF team that has a lot of stud athletes to make you miss in the open field. Second down, KU's receivers winning against the UCF DBs. You have to make life easier on Jason Bean because as much as Bean struggled against Texas, the KU receivers did not garner a ton of separation against the Texas defensive backs. Now, KU is ninth in the country on pro football focus in receiving grade, a number that I do think is boosted a little bit because I, I think there's less um, value that you're given if you just gain separation versus if you have a contested pass because you couldn't get separation but make the contested grab, right? So I think that boosts it up a little bit. But still, the KU receivers have been good this year. They were really good last year. And you have to be able to win this year. UCF is only, or this week, UCF is only 65th in the country in coverage grade on Pro Football Focus. But the two outside corners are really good. Uh, most of the, the big plays they've given up, it's maybe a slot corner or a linebacker matched up on a, uh, a tight end or something or a safety cover. And the two outside corners have been really good. So those guys have to win on the outside for KU, whether it's Quentin Skinner, Lawrence Arnold, Luke Grimm. And maybe that specifically means, though, that you view it the opposite way, too. Maybe you view it as, well, the two outside corners for UCF might make it hard for Arnold or Skinner to win consistently on the outside. Maybe that means KU needs more from the middle of the field. Maybe that means big games for Luke Grimm, for the KU tight ends. Either way, somebody has to win consistently to get open and make life easier for Jason Bean because I expect UCF to put up a lot of points. Kansas is going to have to respond, and that means you're going to need a good game from the passing game. Third down, KU disciplined pass rush against UCF. So this can't just be about the pass rush. It has to be a disciplined pass rush against UCF. First of all, UCF has done an excellent job pass blocking. Fifth in the country in pass blocking grade on pro football focus. KU on the flip side is 37th in the country in pass rush grade. So, you know, they've been pretty good. We saw them get uh, a good amount of pressures last week against a really good Texas offensive line. There's no doubt in my mind that Kansas has a pretty good pass rush. Jerry Robinson, Austin Booker have led the way. Um, but they've also struggled, struggled containing QB scrambles. Um, this this has to be a game where you can't just rush the quarterback and can't just apply pressure, but you have to be contained in your rush lanes and have to prevent what happened on that third and nine where Quinn Ewers ran for a 30-yard touchdown and just stepped up in the pocket and there was open rush lane and then he goes untouched for a score. Because John Rice Plumlee will take advantage of that all game long. So it has to not just be a good pass rush. It has to be disciplined pass rush lanes that prevent you from giving up a big game to the running game with uh, John Rice Plumley, and, and this was um, really going to be important on those third and fourth downs. UCF is 12th in the country in success rate on third and fourth down. Kansas is 99th in the country on success rate defensively on third and fourth down. They've struggled to get off the field. Well, that goes kind of counter to what has been a strength so far for UCF. So, uh, as we're kind of getting over here, there are some very tough matchups and things that you don't love for the KU defense against this UCF offense. Our fourth down matchup here is KU preventing explosive plays. Easier said than done. You'll hear like Kirby Smart, the Georgia coach, talk about this all the time. Uh, in this day and age in college football, explosive plays typically determines who ends up winning the game. If one team has you know five of them and the other team has two, typically that team is going to win. Now, if it's close, maybe it's more of a toss-up elsewhere. UCF, though, I've mentioned, they're a fast, explosive football team, and they get a lot of explosive plays. They are seventh among Power 5 schools in explosive play rate. They get uh, a bunch of passes downfield. They get a bunch of big runs from the running back. They get a bunch of big runs from the quarterback. They do it in really every level of play that you could ask for. And in terms of if we're looking at their schedule against FBS opponents, 
plays of 30 or more yards and 20 or more yards. They had five plays of 30 or more yards against Kent State, four more of 20 or more yards, four plays of 30 or more yards of Boise State, uh, two more of 20 or more yards, three plays of 30 or more yards against Kansas State, four more of 20 or more yards. And against Baylor, they had four plays of 30 or more yards and three more of 20 or more yards. So total it up. They've had 16 plays of 30 or more yards in their four FBS games. That's four on average. That is a big number. They also had 29 plays of 20 or more yards over their four FBS games or about seven per game of 20 or more yards per game out of comparison in the last home game against BYU for Kansas, BYU had two plays of 30 or more yards, two plays of 20 or more yards. So that's a grand total of four plays or 20 or more yards for BYU. UCF typically doubles that. They are an explosive offense. You have to be able to prevent the explosive play, something you did not do last week against Texas. Our player matchup of the game is Trayvon Morris-Brash against Dominic Pooney or Bryce Cable. Dude, depending on where Morris-Brash lines up. If he's on the left side of the field, if he's on the right side of the field, if he's battling the left tackle or the right tackle, both Pooney and Cable do have had really strong seasons for Kansas. Cable do had his worst game of the year against Texas, but outside of that, He's been clean. Pooney's been clean all year long. Uh, Brash has five sacks this season. I'd imagine it's mostly going to be him versus Pooney, but a bounce back opportunity for Cable do and, and Brash, it's not just about him rushing passer where he has those five sacks. It's about him stopping the run game where he's been really good and, and one of the big numbers in uh, tackles for loss in the country. Right, we're going to finish off with our Hawks, the sore Jayhawk players to stick out for the game. First, this episode of the show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can get in on uh, KU. They're actually getting points now. They're an underdog, so uh, that's something where um, maybe if you think KU is going to win, you can get a little bit of plus value there at FanDuel. I, I think a lot of points, so maybe you go the over-under. Maybe this is a good game to bet on a lot of over-props for different yards or players to score touchdowns uh, because there could be a lot of points back and forth between the two teams. So you can do that at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Our Jayhawks to soar in this one offensively. Let's go with Mason Fairchild. He has uh, kind of low-key picked it up the last few weeks. Now, you might look at the individual box scores and be like, oh, he had like two catches last week for like 30 yards. What's the big deal? Well, the two catches was tied for the team lead of Kansas a week ago against Texas. And the 30 yards was, I think, second on the team, a question mark. I know Trevor Wilson obviously had more. It's either second or third on the team for Fairchild. Then you go back and um, he had the big game against Nevada uh, three games ago for KU when he had like five catches for 74 yards, was close to a touchdown. He, he's kind of picked it up these last few weeks from his production of where it was the first few weeks. Now, part of that is based on what the defense does, but I go back to this UCF defense. I think there's a little bit more opportunity to get stuff over the middle of the field than maybe on those outside corners. Look for Mason Fairchild. Look for Luke Graham to have big games. I'm going to go with Fairchild here as my offensive hawk to soar. Defensive side of the ball. Kenny Logan is going to be my pick here. He's from Florida, so I don't know, maybe a little bit extra motivation here in this game. I don't know. It's harder to be like, well, they didn't recruit me because at the time UCF wasn't a power five and Kansas was, so who knows necessarily there. But KU needs a defensive push in this one. You, you just give up over 600 yards to Texas. You're playing a really good offense in UCF. You need the guy at the back end of your 
secondary to organize everything for you, especially in no huddle plays, making sure everybody's organized. Maybe this is a game where Kenny Logan could make a big special teams play or another big defensive play, like you had the pick six against BYU. And if UCF is having a lot of these plays where they're getting eight, nine, 10 yards a pop, it's on that back end. It's on those safeties to make the secure tackle to avoid the 10 yard plays turning into those explosive plays, the 20 or 30 yard plays. This goes back in line with preventing the explosive plays. That's on the safeties. That's on Kenny Logan. He's been a good tackler through his KU career. You're going to need more of that in this game against UCF. And uh, I think he's up for the challenge. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Jayhawks. You can find our show anywhere you get any of your podcasts. You can also like and subscribe our show on our YouTube page. We'll be back this weekend for a KU UCF recap. Till then, thanks for joining us on Locked on Jayhawks.